Ahoy, ahoy, everyone. Welcome back for Friday's episode of the Into the Night Minute. Each week, Movies by Minute hosts examine the 1985 John Landis-directed comedy Into the Night, one minute of screen time per episode. I am Tyson Ferris. I'm Jeremy Sternhagen. And we are the hosts of The Real Jaws Minute. Available wherever fine podcasts are gotten for... Zero dollars. Zero dollars. And uh, this is Into the Night Minute 70. Minute 70 starts with Diana mistaking an aerospace company with a famous recording studio. And it ends with a sorry Amy. Uh, oh, yeah. Amy Heckerling. Yeah. So she says, uh, that's fascinating. Now, is, is, is she just being nice? I feel like she's just being nice. I need to rewatch this minute. <laughs> okay, we're going to pause and pause. Jeremy's going to watch the minute. <laughs> I'm sorry. I watched it. All right, folks. Uh, Jeremy uh, uh, familiarized himself with the, the minute we're talking about. And uh, we're back. All right. So I'll reiterate my question. Um, is, is it, is it fascinating? I think she likes him. So she's keeping the conversation going. Yeah, I think, I think this is, I don't know if she's actually finding it. I don't think she actually finds it fascinating, but um, I think she's just kind of saying that, but I think she's doing it in a flirty way. Yeah. Cause she kind of does this little head duck thing here that really reads to me like Super flirty. Yeah. And if he wasn't so uh, dog-ass tired, um, <laughs> which he really looks at in this scene. Yeah. This is the... M- I think this is the most tired he looks in the film. Yes, it is. Well, and they, they don't... One thing that's weird about this scene to me is the the blocking. As it it's going from a reverse to a reverse. Uh-huh. It's like a weird... Like she's framed tighter than he is. Yeah. Um, and it's all like she, it's, they've set her up to look good and she has interesting background behind her and lighting and her lighting is good. And he is just like, he's in the corner. There's a brown wall behind him. He's under drab lighting. Sure. Um, so they're not doing him any favors. (laughs) And it struck me, it still strikes me as like bad filmmaking. Like they should have made it more interesting to look at him. But doesn't that play, I, see, I would argue, doesn't that play up the state of his character? It does, but it also plays up the state of, like, this movie is... Uh, tonally off. Tonally <laughs> off, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of movies that do this and do it well. But this movie, if you have a bunch of uninteresting characters... It's hard to make a good movie about uninteresting characters or a good movie about people you don't like in a way you have to want as the audience, we have to want to spend time Mm -hmm. with these characters to find out more about them and where they're going and what they're doing. Yeah. Every, everybody loved the English patient and I hated it because I didn't like anybody in that movie. I hate that movie. (laughs) Yeah. It's. And even if they're like bad people, you know, you still have to like find a reason to go on a journey with them. Yeah. But it was, I just kept watching that movie and going, who cares? Yeah. 
over and over and over again. Like yeah. it just did not. I just did not get all the words. These people are miserable. I don't want to hang out with them anymore. Yeah. 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 And Jeff Goldblum's character, he, you know, it's Jeff Goldblum. And so see, we- that one wins in a bunch of awards. And then he goes and makes uh, Talented Mr. Ripley. And that gets nothing. And that's a far superior film. It is. I didn't even realize that was the same person. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, Anthony Mangella. And uh, oh, yeah. he died way too young. But um Wow. He know. cut his teeth. Uh, we can talk about this because there's a Jim Henson cameo in this movie. He cut his teeth uh, starting out on uh, Jim Henson's Storyteller series. Ooh. Wow. That was the one that was coming out right up. Was that late? Late kind of 80s. Toward, yeah. Late towards the end of Jim Henson's life. Wasn't he kind of working on that? Yeah. I think he had it completed by the time okay. uh, he passed. Because I think that was what? 90 two or 93 when he passed. Yep. Right around there. Yeah. Remember it well. Yeah. Also another guy that did not last long enough. Yeah. 54 or something like that. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, the don't mess around yeah. with, uh, pneumonia guys. Yeah. He, you don't need to die from it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Held off going to the doctor. Yep. It was too late. Um, yeah, back to Jeff Goldblum. Like I, we all know Jeff Goldblum is a, at the very least, an incredibly interesting actor to watch. Sure. However, if you're a 1985 audience, you wouldn't know that watching this movie. Sure. Sure. Um, his one, uh, looking at his filmography, his most notable, he had done the he had done the big chill before this, but his I wouldn't have known him from that as a kid. But what I did know him from uh, was the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the Eighth Dimension. Oh boy, have you seen that? Yes, and uh, it's pretty amazing. For it's I think bo- it's, it's amazing it's, it's, it's for the bonkers. reasons that this movie wants to be good too. It wants to be bonkers. Uh-huh. It wants to be this weird just what is going on types black screwball. Sure. But is there no matter where you go, there there you are. are. Yeah. Love that. Is there a weirder good? How do you, that movie is unclassifiable. (laughs) Um, and I'd like to think that Jeff Goldblum got his part in. I feel like you can see a lot of like guardians in there. You were just stealing. I was to say, I'd like to think that uh, Jeff Goldblum got his part in Thor Ragnarok. Because of that. Because of that. But his character was introduced in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's right. And at the end of two, he was the cut yes. scene, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I just remember thinking like when I saw that in guardians and Thor, just like, Oh, this is clearly a callback yeah. to Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I, uh, yeah. Um, like they more or less should have put the entire cast of, Buc- of, <laughs> of Buckaroo Banzai in. <laughs> well, Thor, we'll see. Thor, Ragnarok, um, we'll right? see. Um, maybe they'll show up in Endgame. <laughs> yep. You John Lithgow cameo. Has he been in the MCU? Probably everybody has. He's in the first ape movie. Oh yeah, but the that's not in the MCU. Yeah, but. I'm just saying 
you know, kind of tentpole stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I think I mentioned this. You really get a sense that he has not slept in a long time, especially in this minute. Um, it this is the most interesting minute. This is a very interesting minute and a genuinely funny minute. Yes, there is funny stuff here, and it's real deadpan, uh, but genuinely funny. Um, yeah, I just like. So you went to the airport. Yeah. Those <laughs> so lines, you went to the airport. Yeah, those lines play funny. Yeah, it's like. You keep saying stuff, but that doesn't explain why you were at the airport. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She kind of knocks down everything he says, especially the, uh, my wife was unfaithful. Oh, she was having an affair. You make it sound romantic. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. That's a genuinely funny line. Yes. Maybe it is. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. And it kind of lands on him in a, I, you know, they cut, but it lands on him in a, well, cause I think her affair, as we learn later, a little bit of spoilers, but, um, I think her affair with, uh, Jack, Jack, I wanted to say James, but Jack, um, uh, uh there, there's genuine affection there. There it, it is. I think it is romantic between them. Mm-hmm. Um, when he comes off my memory, even though I just saw this movie today for the first time, my memory is that Jack comes off as a fairly, he doesn't, he's not like a dirt bag. No, he's a nice, yeah. it's Richard Farnsworth. who's like the most lovable yeah. old guy ever. Like, yeah, that was an odd bit of casting too. Yeah. I was not expecting that. That was, yeah. uh, so we get a gunshot. <laughs> At least that's what oh. I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Out of nowhere, genuinely made me jump. Yeah. It's basically a jump scare. Yeah. Um, the, and that's, I remember I was asking you a few days ago, uh, what, what purpose does it serve? Just other than to break the tension and give her the scene a reason. To I think it's literally there to just to end the scene, to, to give us a scare. Like, I think yeah. that's why Amy Heckerling is even in the scene is just so there's this. Well, it's like, it's, it's, it's to the distracting cameo thing. Like it just, they give you, he's giving his co-star, he's giving his director buddies something to do. Sure. When story-wise, there's no reason for them to be doing anything. But I mean, I guess it, I guess it, it adds to the point that they are stressed. They are being chased by men with guns. And here oh, you have this yeah. gunshot okay. that goes off. In that context, you're totally right. So, I mean, it makes sense they're that on edge. they're on edge. So, I mean, it plays that way. Yeah. Um, and I guess it keeps us on edge because we know at any moment these guys might show up again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do agree. It kind of doesn't work. Um, it did genuinely make me jump. Um, and then I thought, geez, Amy, do you think ships is made out of sugar containers? Wah, wah. That costs good money. <laughs> Going to get fired doing that. Uh, yeah. I catch, a, I catch a vibe that Amy was had the, she was given the look to Jeff Goldblum in this scene too. I guess that was in a previous minute, but. They kind of uh, played her up as being like. Oh, he does say funny. thanks, Amy, by name. Um, yeah. So he, he wins everybody over. Yeah. 
Well, Jeff Goldblum, I mean, it should be said, uh, I, I know I've uh, mentioned how beautiful uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is uh, in this movie. Um, you know, Jeff Goldblum, for an, uh, for a not classically handsome man, I think he's quite striking. He has gotten better with age, too. He has. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's kind of turned into kind of a bit of a silver fox, I'd say. Yeah, well, he definitely... Uh, uh, Played somewhat of a hunk in uh, Jurassic Park. Sure. Yeah, you got the. I think there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of memes out there of him uh, shirtless. Dr. Ian Malcolm. Dr. Ian Malcolm shirtless, kind of yep. slightly damp and uh, uh, heaving heaving chest, and he's kind of in the 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 Burt Reynolds playgirl pose. <laughs> um, anywho. Um, I mean, not that I look at stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can relate to Jeff Goldblum because we're uh, both tall dudes. Um, I'm six foot seven and I think he's, he's right up there too. So. Well, we're on Goldblum. Uh, uh, I I just, uh, I want to mention one of my favorite things Mm -hmm. in this world is Jeff Goldblum being interviewed by Conan O'Brien. Oh. It is gold. He's pretty much gold in all of his interviews. Yeah, but specifically Conan. Is this an older interview? No, no, no. This is every time. Oh. And he's <laughs> he plays this thing where everything <laughs> Conan does kind of turns him on. <laughs> <laughs> That's already hilarious. Yeah. And he, and he, right and, he, and, and, he and he, and he pauses and he's, mm, oh, mm, mm, <laughs> uh. and he's like, Conan, uh, I couldn't help but notice. Uh, and he'll compliment him on like really weird things like his ankle yeah. bones and, uh, <laughs> or, uh, that's a, that's a very, uh, striking shoe that you're wearing, you know, it looks like, uh, it's like, mm, mm, and you like touch it and uh, kind of make these little, uh, <laughs> tiny, like mini, uh, Jeff Goldblum sounds. Yeah. Just, uh, these kind of mini orgasm sounds. And, uh, uh, it's just, it's just so, and of course, well, it's like the best Conan, I, you know, you know, Conan knows it's a bit, you know, yeah. but he also can't help but feel like weirded out, you know, in a very classic Conan way. Um, but yeah, the, to speak of another podcast, uh, 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 he doesn't need any help getting promoted on this one. But uh, Conan has a has a podcast out called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, and there is an interview, an hour long interview with Jeff Goldblum, and oh, oh. my lord, <laughs> it is good, good stuff. I need to hear it. Um, yeah, check it out, guys. All the best lines in Jurassic Park are Jeff Goldblum's. Oh, and, he steals every scene he's in. Well, you can tell there's a few bits in there that like there's. The funniest line in that whole movie is when at the beginning, when he, his character introduction, when it's like, you, you dig up dinosaurs <laughs> and, and then I can't remember what they say, but then Jeff Goldblum responds with his, uh, yeah, you were, you were going to have, uh, dinosaurs in your dinosaur tour. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> thousand dollars says that wasn't in the script oh no no yeah (laughs) uh i just got a quick i'm not gonna go through the filmography like i did with michelle pfeiffer but i just gotta i gotta call out 
how many great movies. Call out some gems there, Jeff. Okay. Uh, not, I'm just going to skip over stuff where he's like barely featured, but uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the remake. Yeah. With Donald Sutherland's excellent. Uh, a, 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 a superior remake. Better. Yes. Yeah. One of the few. Uh, Big Chill, Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. Uh, Silverado, Transylvania 65,000, an 80s gem that few have seen. I have not seen. I have seen it. The Fly, I'm going to call it his best movie. Earth Girls Are Easy, fantastic. Interesting, very interesting film. Yep. Uh, and then we're going to skip way ahead, of course, to Jurassic Park is a great movie. And yeah, it gets a little... He gets incredibly prolific throughout the 2000s, but then I'm going to skip all the way to Thor Ragnarok. That is a Jeff Goldblum solid gold. Oh, yeah. Solid gold hit there. Yeah. Yeah, he's... uh, I just love him. And all all the Wes Anderson stuff he does. Oh, of course. Um, Yeah, I'm sorry. Grand Budapest Hotel and what else was he in? Life Aquatic. Yeah. 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 So... Uh, wonderful, wonderful actor, and uh, seems like a genuinely a cool, nice dude. I would love to get together for a few cocktails with Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Um, I want a Jeff Goldblum commentary for all of his movies. Has he done any? I don't Jeff know. Goldblum commentary for The Fly? That would be great. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> um, I want to see the the thing you mentioned for Into the Night. The Well... Yeah. When we wrap here, we're yeah. not going anywhere. Cool. I think a big thing for me is this minute made me feel this minute reaffirmed to me that the whole movie suffers from pacing problems. And if the whole movie was cut a little bit more like this minute, it would be better. <laughs> That's yeah. probably not a great way to end the, our week. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, uh, I think there's a lot of things to celebrate in this film. Um, there's a lot of good stuff, but, yeah. um, I'm not mad at it. Oh no, no, no. It's, uh, it exists. it's a, it's a quirky, interesting movie it's a quirky fun movie um i certainly had fun watching it um i certainly didn't know what was going to happen at any point in time um which i I enjoyed yeah um there's just there's just this in fact there's often times where i was just utterly shocked of what happens um yeah it's it's got a few off-putting moments that it kind of goes a bit far yeah weird way um yeah it's uh there's some moments that like uh, stop the picture cold. Yeah, use an absolutely. old Hollywood adage. Yeah. Like if I was a Hollywood exec, but I know that uh, part of the deal in this movie was he Landis had final cut because he had kind of you know he's coming off of trading places in Blues Brothers and had that power. But for sure, um, I'd say also, I mean, after this movie. Definitely you see the, this is kind of the beginning of a long stretch of John Landis, not equaling his early successes. Sure. Say so. Yeah. Very interesting Um, to follow in the John Landis filmography. Yeah. So if that's all you got uh, for 70, um, that is all I got. So I just like to take this time to mention that um, there is a little website out there called moviesbyminute.com. And there are well over a hundred other movies by minute podcasts. One of them is called the real Jaws minute. It's pretty good. And, um, and that uh, you guys should check out some of uh, that site for uh, some other great shows. So um, 
I personally really enjoy the Star Wars minute and the Indiana Jones minute. Um, those I've are- been really enjoying the Rocketeer minute. Oh, cool. I'm making my way through that. Awesome. It's uh, really good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, Star Wars minute. Uh, they're coming up next week. They're coming they? up next week. So tune in on Monday and you'll get uh, Pete and Alex. Uh, Doing some more into the night, so I feel we feel uh, Jeremy and I feel pretty uh, pretty pretty honored to be sandwiched between the indie guys and the Star Wars guys. So you kind of have a last week you had a, a George Lucas and Spielberg uh, minute host. Uh, this week you just have a Spielberg, and then uh, next <laughs> week you'll have just a Lucas. So uh, we planned it out that way, right? Hey, I think so. Um, somebody <laughs> did. Um, certainly wasn't us, but, uh, whoever that was, we like the cut of their jib. So, um, <laughs> all right. Well, um, once again, uh, you guys can find into the night, uh, podcast on iTunes and Google play or at the main site, nightminute.com. And you can check out social media at the King lives listeners limo on Facebook Probably the best named Facebook group out there. Yep. And uh, and on Twitter at Night Minute. And that's all we got. Thank you so much for having us, everybody. Uh, it's been a pleasure. And uh, we'll see you sometime. Yeah. Maybe into the night. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Okay, uh, so sorry we had to come back. Um, Jeremy, we just watched uh, what was it Re- called? Requiem for Into the Night. It's a bonus feature from the Blu-ray. Oh my goodness! Um, we we we've pontificated about uh, Jeff Goldblum being um, uh, uh, crazy, de- and crazy amazing. and delightful and amazing. And um, uh, boy, is he in full form in this thing. <laughs> And uh, I'm just assuming other people are watching this on the Blu-ray, but it's a 22 minute interview with Jeff Goldblum talking about his experience on the movie. And then perhaps most entertainingly theorizing about a sequel. And I'm, my face still hurts from laughing. Oh my God. So great. (laughs) Um, So guys, please check it out. Um, It's really, really good. Um, It is a, good 22 minutes uh well spent so um also uh jeremy wanted to uh uh, uh make a little uh a fix oh yeah i i said that john landis's career uh was in a downward trajectory after this movie and that's debatable but then i immediately remembered because it's covered in this documentary that uh well they don't cover it anyway um after Into the Night, John Landis made Three Amigos, which might be as funny as a movie. It's fantastic. Yeah, um, endlessly so. quotable and uh, pretty great. Um, anyway, so yeah. So, uh, and uh, yeah, that's it. We just wanted to uh, jump back in before the music was over and uh, uh, say those things. So, okay. All right. It's been fun. Thanks. It's been fun. Thanks. Bye bye. Do we thank you or what? I say I fall in the or what category?